Lord, we bless your name today. Lord, we bless your name today. Bless your name today, Lord. Lord, we bless your name today. Yesterday and today and forever, Lord, we bless your name today. You're great and greatly to be praised. Holy, 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 holy. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Somebody just let a spontaneous worship and praise come out of you for a moment. Yes, just let it flow out of you for a moment. Come on, has his love been real to you? Has his goodness been real to you?
Come on, let's just flow into worship right now. Right now. Unprecedented, Lord. We welcome your glory to come. Just come up to this altar right now. Come, let us draw near to the Lord. Come, 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 let us draw near to Him. Come. Yours is the kingdom, yours. Is the power yours? Is the glory for The Holy Spirit swore to come and hover in this place in his glory. Yes, son of a motion. Is the power yours? Is the glory forever? Oh, God. 
kingdom come, your will be done here as in heaven. Spirit of God, fall fresh on us. We need your presence. Kingdom come, your will be here as in heaven. For fresh on us, we need your presence.
Just a moment ago while we were in this deep state of worship, God's not through with that. You know what? Tonight, what, two, three weeks ago, when we had the service that we had, what we called the fire tunnel or the glory tunnel, and we had folks lined up on either side making a tunnel. And we had people in the congregation to come down, everybody to go through the tunnel. And while they were going through, the people on either side were praying for them. And so many lives were impacted that night. And many have said, ask the question, can we do that again? Or when can we do that again? Let me tell you something, folks. It, the tunnel can't be your focus. The glory must be your focus. And we don't need a tunnel for glory to manifest. While we were in this, this deep state of worship, I just felt the Holy Spirit leading my thoughts to go to Acts chapter 2 when the day of Pentecost was fully come, had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I came here for Jesus. I came here to experience Jesus. I came here to experience Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit to a greater degree today. I came here to give of myself to him to a greater degree today. Who's with me in that? Wave your hand at me for a minute. So I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I got more than a hundred people in here. That mom, we are we are in one accord on that. I don't care if there's a devil worshiper in here right now. I don't care if somebody's back there. So Brother Rudolph, I don't care if somebody's back there calling on demons. You can't stop us who have come in here with one accord, one heart, one mind, indivisible, marked to look up to where our help comes from. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, listen what this says. And suddenly there came a sound from down the street. It's not what it says. Sound from your past. It's not what it says. There came a sound from heaven. It generated from heaven. here on earth as it is in heaven. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and that sound filled the whole house where they were sitting. Listen now. Then there appeared to them divided tongues 
of fire and set upon each one of them. Now, in the original language, it says that that fire, it looked like fire, but the writer didn't know what to explain it as. And that fire, that flame of fire is jumping from Sharon, jumping over to Dexter, jumping over to Danny, jumping over to Rudolph, jumping over to Miss Faye, jumping back to Buffy. It's just jumping over on everybody. I need to ask y'all a question. Who in here believes God's going to do that again? So I just got to thinking, what if we were in here in a moment just like this? And what if this sound started happening? Kind of like a... And we start looking back at Jonathan thinking, Jonathan, something wrong with the sound system. This noise is coming up in this room. Somebody's batteries must be about to die in the microphone. Uh-uh. This sound I'm talking about is not coming from a sound system. This sound I'm talking about is not generated here on this planet. I'm talking about what if in 2024, God caused a sound like a rushing mighty wind from heaven to come and fill this place and it filled the room. And I can't help but think about this. How many of y'all ever been sitting outside and you see one of those dust dirt devils or whatever you call it? That that little uh, thing starts spinning around like a little baby tornado and it's kicking up dirt, dust and dirt and it's just kind of moving all over the ground because this wind's not going to stay still, y'all. This wind's going to swirl all over this room. Come on, somebody. And then in my mind's eye, by the Spirit of the Lord, I saw what if over here on this side, people just started falling out. I mean, what if they just, I mean, people that don't even know anything about the Holy Ghost. People that say, I don't know about all that stuff. I don't know about that talking in tongue stuff. What if, I don't know about them praying on people and laying hands on them and then people be falling on the floor. I'm talking what if you don't even believe in it but there comes something in here that you just fall back on your chair. Hold up. Because here's what I saw in the spirit. What if it happens like a wave in an NFL stadium? What if these folk over here just start falling back in their chair because the glory of God has come and sat down on them and it's like in Solomon's day that the glory of the Lord came and filled that giant temple and it said of the priests were not able to stand and minister. And what if it went from here and slowly started coming across here? What if it hit Brother Welton? What if it hit Gary? What if it hit Willie? What if it moved on over to Katina and just started bump back there to Eric? Bump, bump back, back there to his pretty wife. Bumped on over here to Tammy and her husband. What if it hit Donna? And what if it just started slowly moving? What if God just take a little small step? And what if you in his presence and under his glory, you just start falling back because no man 
What if it moved over here? What if it hit Randy? What if it hit Dana? What if it hit Jennifer? What if it hit Kevin? What if it hit Billy? What if it hit Chris? And just slowly started moving over to this section right here. And people just, you don't understand it, but you can't handle it. Your mind has become intoxicated. You have lost the cares of this world. You understand you are in the presence of the one that loved you and gave himself for you. And all of a sudden that heaviness and that intoxicating force, you begin to fall back in your chairs and it just moves across the room. Can I talk to y'all, what about when you go down? What about when you stand back up? And where you had pain, where there was arthritis, where there was cancer, where there was diabetic situations, where there was high blood pressure, where there was migraines, where there was worry, where there was anxiety. What if when you came to yourself and you stood up and you knew by the power of your creator, the one that formed you in your mother's womb, something, something, something got off of you. Something fell off of you. Something was driven out of you. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Okay. 
come back to that in just a minute. I want to come back to that. Let me ask y'all a question. Y'all know I'm not talking fictitious talk to y'all up here, right? I mean, when I tell you that, that glory wave of God, imagine what we did up here in the tunnel. Imagine God said, I'm going to do something bigger than that. See, when Moses first came to Mount Sinai, we read that in the book of Exodus. Moses was keeping those sheep and he looked up and he saw one bush burning. Oh, it must be a lightning strike. And later he looks up, Dexter, the bush is still burning, scratching his head. Jay, an hour later, he's looking up, that same bush is still burning. Now, something not right about that. So he takes off up that mountain. He's got to get a closer look, and he gets there. And out of that burning bush, out of that flame, God speaks. Well, why did God pick a burning bush? I don't know. God can do whatever he wants to do. And I'm going to let him. I just need him to do. I don't care how he does. Lord, just do. I wonder if I got anybody in the room willing to step out on that limb and say that. Have y'all got what I'm telling you? And God told Moses, you know, the whole story, kick your shoes off, you're on holy ground, blah, blah. He has this conversation. I need you to go back to Egypt. I need you to go set my people free. And so eventually Moses goes and he does that. And after all of those plagues, and finally the children of Israel who have been in Egyptian slavery for 400 plus years, y'all, 400 years. Y'all understand? That's longer than we've been a nation. They were slaves. And Moses, God uses Moses to bring two and a half to three and a half million people out on this journey. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And they come eventually in around Exodus 18, 19, and 20. Moses comes back to Mount Sinai where the first time he saw a bush on fire. But when you get here the second time and Moses brings everybody with him, it's not a bush on fire, y'all. The whole mountaintop is on fire. In other words, God is showing Moses, I can do this for you. But when I do something corporately, I'm going to expand. And I ain't even touched the surface on what I can show you yet. But watch me burn this whole mountaintop. And the people were afraid. And God called Moses up on that mountain in Exodus 20, I believe it is. And it, Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights. Are y'all hearing me? Tim, he spent 40 days and 40 nights up in that fiery mountain in the presence of God and when he came back down he had two tablets in his hand now I'm going to ask you this right here I'm going to tell you something listen now the Holy Spirit's hovering over this place right now when we did this fire tunnel this glory tunnel a few weeks ago that was our burning bush But God's wanting to show you something that's bigger than a bush. I'm telling you, folks, what if? I'm just telling you, what if? I'm just telling you, just delivery boy. What if what the Lord began to tell me 
that 2024 would be the year of the glory of the Lord. What if that shining bright glory, what if that heavy weighted glory, what if it was going to start to demonstrate itself in people's lives that would say, God, here am I, do me. I'm going to tell you right now. What if what you and your family needed was immediately done in the glory of the Lord? What if little Izzy's heart on the wrong side, flipped upside down, plumbing all messed up? What if God in one split second, in one breath of that baby's life, moved that heart over and shifted it up? With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. What if those generational curses of promiscuity, of divorce and infidelity, of alcoholism, abuse and addiction, poverty, what if some of you have struggled with those things and even if God's given you the victory in it, what if you've seen it in your siblings or your, your own children and you know where that thing comes from because you've seen the ugly products of it in your own family. But what if God came down and sat on you and that stronghold, that barrier, those shackles on your soul? What if God Almighty, the resurrected one, what if he just broke it off of you in one moment? What if, ma'am, when you were showering this week, you felt a lump in your breast and fear raced into your mind and you got to make a doctor's appointment, but what if the glory of the Lord came in this room right now and sat upon you and you know when you walk out of that door back there, something has transpired in your life and you get home and you check yourself and there is no lump where it was there today or yesterday. Oh, somebody better help me up in here. What if the x-rays and the MRIs and the blood work and the PET scan and all that revealed one thing at your last doctor's appointment, but what if God came in this building today not as a burning bush on one or two or three people, but what if he came in here and set this whole building? What if as a fire jumped on from person to person to person? I dare you, if God were to do that, call your doctor first thing in the morning, ask him this, would you run the test one more time? Would you bring it around one more time? Give me that whole battery of tests again because I believe Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, has come and sat upon me and I've been changed from glory to glory. Can we sing that song one more time? Come on, let's let God, ask God, ask God right now. God set me on fire. God set a bush on fire one time. But he said he's the vine and you are the branches. What if he set you on fire today? What if he took away that grief? What if he took away that fear? Would you let him? Would you let him? Would you let him? Oh. 
situations that need to break. We need to break. Something does have to break. We are vessels of honor and glory, but we need to be so broken in his presence. We need to have the, uh, the, the courage to say, break me, God. Break me. God. I need to break. I need to break this morning in his presence. Yes, something has to break. It's you. It's me. Receive. I need to break.
cost you laying down your pride. It will cost you giving up your time and your energy and forgetting how you feel and truly honoring me. But when you worship as it is in heaven, I work in your behalf. I move. You may not see me working, but I am moving. I am working mightily in your behalf. Just as in the book of Revelation, when the when the uh, people worshipped me, when the angels and the elders worshipped me, I caused great things to happen on the earth. I can cause great things to happen in your life if you will truly worship me. If you will truly forget about yourself, let something change. Let something move in your life. I am the breaker, and I'm in this house, and I will do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you can ever last for, ask for thing. If you will only worship on earth. In your earth, as it is in heaven, says the Lord God Almighty. Yes. Hallelujah. the Lord is saying that there are still some of you that are standing in the back. You're holding back. You're not coming forward. He says, I have caused all of my glory to pass before you this morning. I have caused all of my goodness to pass before you this morning. And I have wooed you and I have called you and yet you continue to stand back. No longer stand away. No longer shy away. No longer stand in the outer courts with your head hung in shame. Let me break that off of you this morning. Come rushing into my glory. Come rushing into my presence, says the Lord. You. You, are here. 
maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Stop working. Never stop working. Never stop working. <laughs> 
never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working. Never, 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 never stop. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working. Look at two people, tell them God loves you. Whether you want him to, whether you feel like it, whether you think you deserve it, I don't care. He loves you. You can't make him stop. You can't make him stop loving you. Y'all hear what I'm saying? When do you think Jesus fell in love with you? The Bible says, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19 says, before the foundations of the world were laid, Jesus Christ submitted to the plan of the Father to be a living sacrifice for us. So you hear what I'm saying? So God loved you, Lisa Grooms, had a plan for you, had a plan for me, had a plan for all of us, that even when we were lost and dead in sin and enemies with God, God loved us more and he put into motion Sharon he put into motion a plan before there was a plan needed so whoever's under the sound of my voice and, and, and the enemy of your soul has just been beating you in the head about how bad you are and how unworthy you are that God couldn't love you. God doesn't love you anymore. God knew you before you were even you. And Buffy, I mean, come on, let's just reason this out. If God was ever going to stop loving you, he would have stopped loving you before he sent Jesus. Because once he sent his son to die for you, he got all kind of eternal vested interest in you from that point on. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm telling you. You couldn't make God stop. You could slap him, box him, fight him, deny him. You can go to hell, but you're going to have to fight God every step of the way because Danny Holland, he loves us. Tell those two people again. The man said God loves you. Well, he loves you. So let me go back over here and talk to Buffy for a minute. Because Buffy, if he was ever going to stop loving you, he would have stopped loving you before he put Jesus on that cross. I mean, come on, that makes sense, right? If there's ever going to be a time I'm not going to love you, 
Then God said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop loving you before I put Jesus on that cross. Never stop. But see, even before that time, his love for us was so great beyond our imagination. Because see, we're humans. We we think you gotta earn love. You gotta jump through the right hoops. You gotta do the right do's and don't do the right don'ts. It's for people to love us. Not so with God. He loves us, period. You understand that? So Buffy, then he adds this. In Romans chapter 8, it says that he who freely, nobody twisted God's arm. Suzette, he who freely gave us his own son. Shall he not also freely with that same measure give us all things? Say that backwards. Wow. Turn it upside down. Mom. Just wow. God is amazing, y'all. If you think he's amazing, turn around and high five a few people and just tell them he's amazing. More than I deserve. More than I deserve. in just a second, but I asked for permission to say this because just this week I was rereading in one of my husband's old Bibles the reminder that if you say it, you activate it. If we say what God's Word says, that activates God's Word. This young man over here gave his heart to the Lord this morning. Raise your hand, son. Let's give the Lord a Understand his face and heart surgery in February. Am I right? And so we want to say this in Jesus' name. We activate God's word to your body right now. And we speak to your heart to be healed. 
healed in the name of Jesus. We speak your heart to be healed. We speak a speedy recovery. We speak something so, so astounding that the doctors will marvel and say, wow, we've never seen it this way. We believe in complete healing in Jesus' name. Young man, do you receive that? Do you receive that? Let's give the Lord praise for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And, and I, I wanted to say something um, to, acti act to activate it in your life. You stepped forward this morning because you said we were singing, something's moving, something. No, no, you sound forward and say, God is working in this place. He's a way maker. And I saw you standing here, and I was remembering the fact that just this week you got the news that you've got to have yet another surgery on your back. This is how many? Third, the fourth surgery on your back. I want Pastor Tim and Pastor Kim to put their hands on your back right now. And we're saying it to activate it. You're going to receive a new spine. You're going to receive a new back in the name of Jesus. God, we speak healing to her body right now in the name of Jesus. We believe to hear a good report. God, if the surgery is necessary, we believe this to be the last one and to complete the process. Thank you that you are mindful. Everything the enemy's brought against this family, we render it null and void. We say it to activate it right now in Jesus' name. Complete healing in her body. Complete healing in Chris's body. Complete healing in Freddie's body. Complete healing in Lee's body. Satan, you take your hands off this family. They belong to God. They are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we draw the line right now and say, Satan, be gone. Take your hand off this family. In the name that is above every name. The name that is above every name. Something's moving, something's changing. See his glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving, something's changing. See his glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving, something's changing. See his glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving, something's changing. See his glory. Miracles and wonders, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth. Lightning and thunder, miracles and wonders, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth. Lightning, lightning and thunder, miracles and wonders, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth. Come on, do you believe it? Lightning and thunder. Miracles and wonders, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Heaven,
praise you. You may be seated. I think it was appropriate to end on that song because I think we've experienced a little heaven on earth today. What do you think? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to Northview. We are so glad that you're here this morning. We're thankful for the presence of God. I'm especially thankful the Holy Spirit was moving in this place this morning. What about you? Amen. We want to welcome you here. If this is your first time here, if you look on the back of your bulletin, there's a form that says first time here. If you'll, It just tears right off. And if you'll fill that out, take it out of here after the service to your right, out these doors to the right, to the Welcome Center. We have a gift bag for you. You give them that form. You get a gift bag. And if you have any questions about the ministry, um, want prayer, we have a care team out there that will take care of that. So make sure that you um, take care of that. Also, let's welcome our online congregation this morning. Let's give them a big hand for being here. Yes. Yes. Tonight, we want to invite you to the FCA community service here at Northview tonight at 6 o'clock. We're so excited. The speaker will be Parker Bird, and we're very excited for what God is going to do. Preacher Paul told me this morning we already have seven youth groups that have responded. So we're excited to see what God's going to do. And y'all, just think, the atmosphere in this place is going to continue tonight. And there's no telling what God's going to do in this place tonight. So y'all come out, all of you. It's not just for the youth. It's for anybody who wants to be here tonight. Also, if you did not get your contribution form this morning in the foyer, I know uh, Chris and Renee were grabbing people as they came in. Please see them after service, even if you're not going to use it for your taxes. We would like for you to come get it in case there's a change we need to make in your address. Okay, so your address may have changed and we may not have that. So if you'll please see them in the foyer afterward, we would appreciate that. Also, y'all, our marriage conference is coming up. Refresh 2024, we are so excited about that. It's going to be February 9th and 10th. We have some amazing things planned. Phyllis and Eddie Underwood are going to be some of our speakers. Phyllis is our secretary treasurer for the conference, and she and uh, Brother Eddie pastor a church, and they have an amazing testimony of how God healed their marriage. So this year, the theme of Refresh 2024 is healing hearts. Healing hearts. You know, a lot of us, a lot of people you know go through cycles in their marriages because they haven't been healed from past things. It might not even be another relationship. It could be something from their childhood. But we believe this year that God is going to heal so that these cycles can stop. Amen? So we invite you to be a part of that. It's $50 per couple. You can go online and sign up. You can sign up here in the Welcome Center today on the sign-up sheet. You can call the office. So we want you to be involved with that. If you're engaged, you can come. So we just want you to come and be a part of that. You will hear more about that very, very soon. So this morning, we have a special presentation from Preacher Paul. So Preacher Paul, if you'll come on up, he's going to share some things about FCA and get y'all excited. And we're going to have an awesome service tonight as well. Y'all give him a hand.
Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Police, thank you. Pastor Tim and Kim, thank you. Mark and Michelle, thank you. Mark Prevett asked me to start praying for the team when he was the coach. I didn't know much about praying, so I took the easy way out. I said, let's do the Lord's Prayer. That was about 20 years ago, I think. During that time, he asked me to start doing devotions for the football team on Thursday on pregame. I did a devotion one day, and I'll be very honest with you, I got it from Pastor Blease. Pray, read your Bible, and go to church. And that day, a, a young man came up to me and said he didn't have a Bible. I thought that was the most strange thing I've ever heard in my life. I thought everybody had at least five Bibles in their house, four brand new, and one used just a little bit like mine. So I gave him my Bible. I went to the coach and said, can we give the team Bibles? He said, sure. You can give them to the seniors. Talked to a local businessman. He said he's going to get 12 people to give $1,200, $100 a piece. And we buy the whole team Bibles. That was fine. Gave the team Bibles that day. That night during the JV game. Cheerleaders got very upset because they didn't get Bibles. Those 200 Bibles, those 200 Bibles have turned into 22,242 Bibles. <laughs> 9,727 commitments to Jesus Christ. It's amazing how great my God is. Travis, 135%, I believe you're healed in Jesus' name. And I, I said Travis, I think I'm saying his wrong name. The guy in the white shirt. What? Jackson. Jackson and Travis, that's close. God knows who I'm talking about, though. And it's sort of a, it was an honor, honor, honor to pray for him today. Because one year ago today, yesterday, one year ago a day after having quadruple bypass and healed 100%, that lovely woman right there drove me to Bucky's and got me a chicken sandwich on the way home. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the Lord has put something on my heart in the last three days. All the money... Pastor Tim told me the money was going to FCA today and tonight. All that money, I'm going to do one thing with it. I'm going to buy Bibles. And as soon as I order them and get them in, one day a week, the FCA team, the young people, will set up at lunchtime and have Bibles on the table. It's already been approved by the principal. We'll have Bibles on the table and every student at Scotland High School will have an opportunity to get a Bible. That is because of you, 
and the body of Christ. I tell people all the time, it's amazing what happens when you bring the Methodists, the Baptists, the Pentecostals, Holders Church, even people who don't believe give us money. The Catholics, when you put it all together for one goal, and that's Jesus Christ, it's amazing what happens. Everybody loves, I know it's late, everybody loves to hear me tell stories, and I had three picked out, but I'm just going to tell you one. Me and Terry was coming back from the doctor, and we stopped, stopped at the Christian bookstore in Florence. And we walked in there, and this, there was this big Bible. I just looked at it. It said $10. That got my attention. Large, large print. Lord said, buy it. So I bought it. When we got home, I put it in my truck. Three or four days later, I was asked to go speak at a wrestling match in Parked in North Carolina. There was about 300 people there. I gave a devotion. And this guy, who some of you that are about my age might know, this guy named Ricky Morton. He was part of the Rock and Roll Express. He was there on some kind of tour. And I was talking to him about the Lord, and I offered him one of our Bibles. He said, I can't read that thing. I said, hold on just one minute. So I walked to the truck and got that $10 Bible out. And I brought it back and gave it to him. And then I went and did a devotion. 17 people gave their life to the Lord that night. And one of them was Ricky Morton. So I'm there at the table. We got Bibles and all set of people coming. He comes over there after the match. And said, would you do me a favor? I said, yes, sir. He said, would you sign my Bible? So I looked in the Bible. He had that, the date on there, recommitted, and had me sign. You never know. You know, can you imagine that song, what they just said? Can you imagine this, Tim Hodge? Can you imagine when you get to heaven? And some little player comes up to you and says, Pastor, I'm that little boy your church bought a Bible for. Can you only imagine people? Pray for us, please. Pray for us, please. The only thing I can tell you, your money, your investment today, thank you. Just pray to the Holy Spirit what you're supposed to give, and I will guarantee you Great, great, great. 
great seed to grow into, to sow into some great ground. Amen? So, ushers, if you'll come forward, and if you'll prepare yourself to give, if you're giving in-house, if you'll stand. We have a little treat for you today. Our pastor's going to sing and play the keyboard for y'all today during all prayer. Some of y'all didn't know who to play.
back and sent the telegram and sent the money. His wife and his daughters were coming across on ocean land. The ship got caught up in the storm. And he got a message informing him that his wife and his daughters had died in that storm. And he said,